Tuesday night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. All right, let's hop right to the first one here. Of course, we're going to be talking about the Trump indictment, which we all know is, is just a, a, a you know bag of lies based on a disbarred attorney, based on a porn star, based on the porn star's disbarred and locked up attorney, Michael Avenatti. And I mean, we, we know what this is, of course. And it goes back to the video that I just showed uh, with Charlie Kirk. This is all about trying to unseat the front runner in the Republican Party. That's, that's all that this is. Of course, we all know that. And of course, this exemplifies the corruption that is our judicial system. Aaron, we're going to have to go back the old way because I can't see the tweets. The camera's in the way. So I just want just some technical stuff. Sorry, everybody. But I have to be able to see things on the screen. Can't see them right now. There's probably not a whole lot of people watching right now because Trump, I believe, right at this very moment is giving a statement somewhere between 815, 9 o'clock tonight. Doesn't matter. Come back if you're watching this uh, right now or you watch it later. Doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all the same information. He's going to, of course, Trump is totally, completely right. He's going to give his side of things uh, on everything. But just to set this up real quick, Eric Trump tweet, Alvin Bragg has shut down the entire city, called up 38,000. This is what's happening right now. 30 or what happened today. NYP, and it'll have to happen again because this isn't the end. He's supposed to, he has to go back to court in December. And, he, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen today. At least I didn't see that it happened today. That the judge put a gag order on him so he couldn't even campaign for president over the next seven months. That didn't happen. At least that's one good thing that didn't happen. But this just shows you, and we're going to get down into how he's even being charged with crimes that don't exist or crimes that are way are, are, are way past their due are, are already they, you can't even charge them anymore because they're too far gone alvin bragg has shut down the entire city called up 38,000 nypd police officers closed down the fdr 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 drive and is spending you can tell what a democratic city this is fdr drive and is spending an estimated 200 million dollars for a city that's billions and billions in debt already is, is spending another $200 million on city funds, all for a $130,000 non-disclosure agreement, which is completely and totally legal. I never thought I would see this level of corruption in the United States. Well, obviously, that's where we're at. This is where we are. And, this is, and, and listen, we've been way ahead of the curve on this podcast because I don't want this to just be about Donald Trump because, yes, this is about Donald Trump, but this is about you and me. There is no justice system in blue states. And there is no federal justice system. Understand, that's where we are. No justice system in blue states and no justice system in the United States. As a matter of fact, blue states are now the vehicle for the federal FBI, DOJ, Gestapo. They have to have these courts in blue states. Yeah, they can, they can bring people to D.C., but that they can't in every case. It's not applicable to DC. Not, DC is not applicable to every case. So they've got to have these Soros bought and paid for state attorneys, district attorneys like Alvin Bragg, which there's 75 of them. Kim Fox being one. Kim Gardner's another. Uh, uh, Larry Krasner's another. George Gascon is another. That's Philadelphia, LA, uh, Chicago, St. Louis. Understand, you cannot get, and it's not just blue state versus red state. It's blue area versus red area. If you live in a red state, but in a blue city, understand again, and I know this is the third podcast in a row that I've done this. Understand there is no backstop for your, your constitutional rights. 
If they want to charge you with a crime, it doesn't matter, A, whether the crime even exists or not. Donald Trump is being charged with crimes that don't exist. They're way past the statute of limitations anyway. Even the ones that they name, the ones that do exist, first of all, don't apply at all to what he did. They're book, these are bookkeeping errors or or bookkeeping administrative decisions that one would make. So it, the crimes that they're naming are, are all past either two to five years. Remember, because all this happened in 2015, 16. So all these things are, you know, the misdemeanor is two years. The misdemeanor crimes that he's being charged with are the statute of limitations ended two years. So they were, you couldn't charge anybody with them past 2018. But lo and behold, he is a, he, Alvin Bragg Twinkies is charging him with crimes that have, that the statute of limitations ran out five somewhere between three to five years ago period now alvin bragg they make these they, they make up these rules out of thin air and this is going to exemplify my point alvin bragg says that because trump didn't live in new york that that's that that leave yeah you leave all this stuff with me though so i can see him guys so i know where i'm going but just so you, you don't move stuff around. Don't keep moving stuff around, okay? Like leave it up, leave things up, right? That really throws me off. So here's the thing. It's, it's tech stuff. Sorry, everybody. I know you can't see it, but I can. It's stuff that's going on on screens that really just throws me off. So what Alvin Bragg says is that when you have the statute of limitations, whether you know what, however many years it is, that is null and void if you don't live in the state. That, that is brand new. So what he's saying is the statute of limitations doesn't apply because Donald Trump lives in the state of Florida. That, that, that has never been heard before. That is, not a fe, that is not a federal rule or regulation. It's not a fed, federal statute, not a state statute anywhere. Alvin Bragg, is, Bragg Twinkies has made it up out of thin air. They, just as an example, you, 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 you rob a bank in Missouri. All right, now say the statute of limitations is 20 years. You moved out of Missouri and lived in Florida for 23 years. You can't be charged with that crime because it's 23 years later. It doesn't matter where the defendant, where the suspect lived. This is brought out of thin air. And you're like, well, yeah, but it'll never work. It will work. Even if you have a time and it doesn't exist, it doesn't matter whether it doesn't exist. If it's put on paper, if it's a, if it's a blue, if it's a, a, a Democratic Party, globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, Soros DA, and he puts it on the charging instrument, the probable cause affidavit, that probable cause affidavit goes to a judge who impanels a grand jury. If everybody's blue, it doesn't matter whether it exists, it exists or not. It doesn't matter. The FBI is not allowed to withhold exculpatory evidence from one six defendants, but yet they're doing it. Because if everybody's blue, you're like, no, some of those, some of those uh, judges are Trump judges. It doesn't matter, they're blue. They're blue, they're Democrats, or they're scared of Democrats. They're scared of being called names. So they're just spineless little worms that their avenue of success was putting an R in front of their name instead of a D. If, if their avenue of success was putting a D in front of the name, they would have. So that's what Alvin Bragg has done. He's charging Trump with crimes that don't exist, that are way past the statute of limitations if they do exist, and, in, and, then he, and then he's made up out of thin air. I've told you, Democrats either cause the problem or just make it up out of thin air. He made it up out of thin air that statute of limitations doesn't apply if you don't live in the state of which you're being charged. That makes no sense. Trump is being charged. He's living in Florida now. They could have gotten him any time they wanted. 
They're charging him now if the statute of limit, if any, if where you live has anything to do with it, then why are they able to charge him now? They could have charged him while the statute of limitations still, while it was still inside the statute of limitations. They didn't because everyone refused it. Even Alvin Bragg refused this case. But in order to get elected, to receive the million dollars, that's 500,000, I can't remember, but millions of dollars from George, up to a million dollars from George Soros, which they're all saying George Soros never came into contact. Again, they make up, they make up rules as they go along. They say, well, Alvin Bragg never received money. George Soros came out and said, I didn't, I didn't give money to Alvin Bragg's campaign. No, he gave money to a group that gave money to Alvin Bragg's campaign. He, Alvin Bragg announced that he was running for district attorney in Manhattan, and then a, a blue subgroup, a, a campaign group for a, like a super PAC said, we're going to, we are going to get behind Alvin Bragg. Then George Soros gave a million dollars. They gave a million dollars to Alvin Bragg. That's, that, this is how the Democrats work. It's just all lies. All right, let's go to the next one, wherever we're at. Uh, is it a video? Okay. All right, post-millennium video, or where are we at? All right, go ahead, put it up there. There you go. I just wanted to put this on. My producer Aaron found this out right before. We just found this. This just came out. Well, it just came out this afternoon. I missed it. I'm on Twitter all the time. I missed this. I'm glad he caught it. Breaking, the Ninth Circuit just awarded Trump. This is today. Look at the date on the bottom, April 4th, 2023. Another $121,000 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. Order just released. This is in addition to the 500K she already owes him. So now she owes him uh, $621,000. And remember, Donald Trump is being charged with allegedly a $130,000 payment that, again, I, I don't even, I don't know how to put charged with because it's an NDA, it's a non-disclosure agreement. Well, he's being charged with what? But the only one having to pay anything is the one he, I'm trying to put this in the right verbiage, the only one having to pay anything is the alleged pseudo victim in this case? I don't know what she is. She's the one who says she'll dance down the street if, if Trump gets indicted or Trump gets found guilty, whatever it is. The only one losing here is everybody else. Avenatti, her, her, her attorney, he's in, he's in federal prison. Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, who gave the $130,000 to Stormy Daniels, is a disbarred lawyer because of perjury. And he is Alvin Bragg's star witness. Remember, remember Michael Cohen... What he said was, when, when he was speaking to the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, is that he paid that out of his own money. Then he said that he lied, and Trump gave him the money. So he lied to the FEC, he lied under oath, and then, he lie, then he's lying about his lies, or now finally telling the truth in reference to his lies. Well, who knows what? He's just, a, he's just a perpetual perjurer and a perpetual liar. So the only one that's paying, getting any money whatsoever is Donald Trump. He's up right now on Stormy Daniels, $621,000. That's a pretty good investment. Think about it. Think about a stock investment. I'm going to give you an NDA for $130,000. You're going to be stupid and sue me, and I'm going to walk away with $621,000. Pretty good investment. Better investment than I've ever made. Pretty good. Let's go to the next one. Post-millennial video. Is that where we're at, guys? Trump attorney Joe uh, Tacopino weighs in on the charges against Trump. Play it for me. Um, what about what you saw inside the 34 counts and how they structured it as you look on the inside and as it became uh, aware, as you became aware of it, what was your take on the specifics? It was exactly as we expected, but what, what, what really wasn't expected is they were going to hand down an indictment without specifying um, what these alleged underlying crimes were. So every single count in this indictment, all 34, the same thing, it would normally be a misdemeanor. 
falsified business records, which didn't happen, and that's going to be easy to prove, but it would be a misdemeanor. That would not be um, within the statute of limitations. We don't even know what the felonies in the statute of limitations, but the misdemeanor would be gone by years. So in order to make this a case that, that can survive a test, of, of the, those statute of limitations, they had to bring this as a felony. And and so the way they they ramp up a misdemeanor false falsifying business records charge to a felony one is to say that it was with intent to defraud or intent to commit another crime and aid and conceal the commission of another crime. Right. Of which course, is the New York law, but are they doing it crime was here. Are they doing they it to the federal are they doing it to the federal election law? Are they doing it to some other State New York law. What are they? What are they doing? I mean, if you read this indictment, they could be doing it to a drunk driving case. I mean, honestly, that's how how vague this thing is. But it, let's assume that it is to the federal election law, which it's going to be, I'm sure, when we get the bill of particulars. Um, and if that's the case, well, then they missed the mark gravely because federal election law makes it clear that the, the facts in this case do not equal a violation of federal campaign laws at all. Um, the FEC has opined on that already. Um, the Justice Department, the federal prosecutors have refused this case because of that. So, you know, it's, it's uh, shocking to me that a state prosecutor would try and prosecute something as thin as this and prosecute a violation of federal election laws when they're state prosecutors, which further enhances the position we've taken all along that this is a political persecution, political prosecution, and the weaponization of the justice system, which honestly makes me ill. Joe, and and, and it's, it's, it should not be happening in the United States of America. We don't have a whole lot of people watching live right now because I believe Trump has given a statement. Just so everybody knows, Rumble has crashed. Rumble is out right now. We can't even make the app work even just in our own phones in the in here in the studio so switch over switch over to black Rose, switch over to facebook uh we're on twitter what else we on aaron twitch odyssey youtube oh youtube we're on youtube right now live so switch over whatever it is i guess if you're trying to watch it on rumble you're not hearing me anyway but just in case somehow i'm getting through to you switch over to a different app than rumble rumble's gone down rumble's brand new that's the thing. I mean, it really is, for all intents and purposes, brand new. Everybody's watching the Trump statement probably over on Rumble and smashing it to pieces. So I just wanted everyone to understand how this works because I didn't understand it completely. I had, you know, I had the, I had the basics of it, you know, what misdemeanors, felonies, statute of limitations stuff. But there's a simple explanation from Technofog that I pulled off of Twitter today. The indictment, I want everyone to understand how this, how this whole thing's worked because at six o'clock today, I didn't understand it, and now, but now I figured it out. The indictment specified. Joe Tacopino was just talking about it right there, but it's hard to only hear it once and understand it. I didn't even after I heard it several times. Joe Tacopino, Rudy Giuliani. So here's how it works: the indictment specifies that Trump made and caused false entries into business records. Now, you know, right now the dollar is crashing worldwide. On the cusp of a nuclear war, and this is what everybody just started. And all the politics, all politics is local. In New York City, their murder rate, not shooting rate, murder rate is up fifty percent. And this is what they're. This is what Alvin Bragg, who dismisses, who who lessens fifty-two percent of his felonious crimes down to misdemeanors, which is a world record, by the way. You know what the former, the former uh, record was for lessening felonies to misdemeanors, 40%. He's taken that to a whole nother level of 12%, another, uh, brought it up 12% higher than the world record. World record was 40%. Alvin Bragg, 
basically dismisses 52% of misdemeanors that come across his desk. 52% of rapes, robberies, homicides, felonious batteries, whatever it may be. Remember that. And what he's concentrating on is 34 counts of made or caused false entries into business records. That's what that's what Alvin Bragg is spending $200 million on. $200 million in engaging thousands and thousands of police officers in doing it. And, and Trump has to come back in December. So the indictment specifies that Trump made and caused false entries in the business records or enterprises kept and maintained by the Trump organization. Here's what, here's the key. Trump is said to have done this with intent to defraud and intent to commit another crime and aid and conceal the commission of that crime. Now, that's the key thing in this whole thing. Now, this is how it works. And this is, it's not really simplistic. This is really how it works. Is that Trump committed, I'm just, remember, I don't think he committed any crimes in any way, shape, or form. I'm alleging, I am reading what, well, I'm telling you what Twinkies is alleging. Okay? Is that Donald Trump made the wrong entries into ledgers with the intent to cover up another crime. That's how it becomes a felony. If it was just bookkeeping uh, crimes, then this would law the statute of limitations two to five years ago, it's over, okay? But what he does is he's attaching it, and you gotta listen closely to this. He's attaching, he's attaching it to another, and this is how he does it, with intent to defraud and intent to commit another crime or conceal another crime's commission. So what he's really saying is that he did this to conceal another crime. What is the tr- crime that Trump allegedly is trying to conceal with these bookkeeping errors? The, it would be campaign finance, a, ca- a campaign finance violation. What is the campaign finance violation? The $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels. Alvin Bragg has made that a campaign finance violation in that Donald Trump didn't say in his records that that was a campaign donation. Well, how is it a campaign donation? How does it benefit him at all to pay money to Stormy Daniels? You're like, well, it saved his reputation. Well, that's, that, that's not good enough. That doesn't rise to the level of it being a campaign finance violation. It would have to be things that Elon Omar does all the time. AOC does, AOC's in all kinds of trouble right now for campaign finance violations. And she won't think she'll be indicted? No, she'll pay a fine. Just like Barack Hussein Obama did. He paid a fine too. They lock up Dinesh D'Souza for a $25,000 donation. He didn't receive $25,000. He gave away $25,000 and goes to prison, federal prison for it. This is where, and again, don't think that you can escape this just because you're righteous. I'm righteous. I get it. We are righteous. We're not committing crimes. But please understand that all they have to do is write down that you committed a crime or just make it up because there's no backstop. Blue, 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 blue state attorney, blue district attorney, blue judge, blue jury, blue, uh, uh, blue grand jury, blue federal judge, blue state of Supreme Court. Where, who's going to stop it? Who's going to get you out of prison? All right, but back to the Bragg thing. So what he's saying is, is that Trump, through his bookkeeping, was trying to hide, again, to conceal the commission of another crime, being the campaign finance violation that Alvin Bragg has just decided is a campaign finance violation. It, campaign finance violation would be paying for advertising for your campaign and then alleging that 
it wasn't it wasn't for the campaign or some other thing directly related to a campaign. It had to be directly related to the campaign. Campaign finance violation. Campaign finance violation would be you receive too much money from a single donor because there is a limit on what a single donor. That's why they put together these packs all the time. So if you a campaign finance violation would be say the limit was two thousand dollars and I gave twenty five thousand dollars, that'd be a campaign finance violation. That's a that that would be a a pseudo crime. But here's the thing. What's so funny about this is that he these these the first offenses, these bookkeeping offenses, are New York State offenses. The campaign finance offense is federal, of which Alvin Bragg has no right to charge Trump with those campaign. He has no right, but he somehow attached this to his indictment. Because remember, and again, this last time I'm going to say this, but he has the bookkeeping offenses that he's saying were used to conceal the federal offense, the federal offense of which he has no jurisdiction over, which is the felony, which is why today when you heard Jesse, um, Jesse Waters talking about Fat Alvin, the re- he didn't even state in his press conference, Twinkies, Alvin Braggs, he didn't even state in his press conference what the felony was. Remember now, the misdemeanors are allegedly valid because they were used to to conceal the felony, but he won't disclose what the felony is, not even in the indictment. Nobody even knows what this felony is that was allegedly concealed by the misdemeanors, of which the felony he has no jurisdiction over. The reason why he's not saying it is because he has no jurisdiction over it. That's why he's not saying it. Think about, think about what a crap show this is. Think about it, that when you, you finally, you haul before a judge the former president of the United States, the leading party contender for your one of your two major political parties for the upcoming presidential election, and you won't even name what he's charged with. And yet you're like, again, this just exemplifies why there's no backstop. Because the judge should throw it out. You're not even naming what he's charged with. I, I mean, I was a cop for 25 years. You can't charge people with a crime that you don't mention. I mean, I want you to make make this personal. What if you, what if it was you? And then that brings up this point with CNN where they were all aghast. You saw it on the pregame, if you watched the pregame. They were all aghast because Donald Trump Jr. posted that the judge in this case, his daughter worked for Kamala Harris. All aghast, that has nothing to do, really. If that was you and you were being charged as a liberal and the judge's daughter worked for Donald Trump, that wouldn't bother you? You don't think that's applicable? You don't think that has anything to do with the case? You would then. These people, I mean, again, these people, it's all about political expediency. What's so funny about it is they don't see how this will turn on them. And even won't even, the example that I always use is what happens when the right wing is back in power. It's not just that. It's your own liberal brothers and sisters that will use the same tactics on you. When you if, if you have London breed, now, well, whether it's London Breed or any other, you know, any other uh, d- uh, d- uh, state attorney, whoever, whoever it is, and they want to be governor, and the governor is another another Democrat, you don't think that they'll use the judicial system to get their their Democratic brother or sister? They will. The door has been swung wide open. Think about what what doors have been swung swung wide open. What we would call a Pandora's box. 
Look at, look at what has been swung open now. Listen, it's all fair game. And what needs to happen is I'm, and I already said this before Jesse Kelly, but Jesse Kelly put out a great uh, video today. I, and I said this, I believe on Saturday or Thursday of last week, is now red state DAs need to do the same thing. This must happen. You're like, well, no, we don't play their game. Yes, okay. Yes, understand that is the game. So you're forfeiting the game. There is no other game. When the, when the other side has no rules, that's the game. You'll go to federal prison if you don't play the game. They will put you in federal prison. They don't care. These are people who abort you in the womb. You, you think, and, they, and not care at all about it. Inject you with an experimental Goebbels Mengele vaccine and have you blood clotted, twitching, seizing all over the floor, dead. They don't care as long as their political agenda is advanced forward. That's all they care about. So the red state, red area DAs need to be prosecuting Hunter Biden. I'll just prosecute him. You, you have at least as much evidence as Alvin Bragg does. Prosecute Joe Biden right now. James Biden right now. Prosecute these people. Prosecute Hillary Clinton right now. Statue of limitations not out on Hillary Clinton. 30,000, each one, she has 30,000 cases against her, 30,000 deleted subpoena emails, which are all felonies. She perjured herself. Fauci, he, listen, you're like, we can't charge Fauci. He says, doesn't matter where you live. Drag them down to Jacksonville, Sarasota County, the, the, the Ken Paxtons of the world. You need to unleash your uh, legal prowess upon these people. And there's other, Ken Paxton, that's the uh, state attorney for the state of Texas. You need to charge Alvin Bragg with a federal crime. If you are a, if you are a, you know, a, a, a federal, um, whether it's agent, federal law enforcement officer, uh, federal court system, whatever it may be, these people need to be brought before you, period. This is how it, Joe Biden um, has to be impeached. This is the game. And when they're met with their own game is when they'll stop. Not when you're nice to them. That's what Mitt Romney will tell you. That's what McConnell will tell you. That's what Jeb Bush or George Bush will tell you. When you're nice to them and you're civil to them, they'll come around. Those same people are them. They are them. There is no difference. So that's, that's the thing. So Alvin Bragg, his own indictment is so weak that he wouldn't even name the felonious element of the indictment to the media and he doesn't even have it written in the indictment. The indictment, one last thing with this. Somehow, CNN got a copy of the indictment, which, by the way, is a fel felony crime, and it could have only come from one place, Alvin Bragg. Nobody else had a copy of it except Alvin Bragg's office. So Alvin Bragg is guilty of a felony. He needs to be charged with it. Now, not later, now, period. Just like Stormy had to cough up another 121000 today, he needs to be charged today. We, that we have the power to do it, Dra just like they dragged Alex Jones, just like they dragged Peter Navarro, just like they, they dragged uh, Steve Bannon and Roger Stone and Michael Flynn to blue state courts, blue area courts, and charged them with crimes that don't exist, found, them, found Alex Jones guilty of defamation against dead people, which doesn't exist. This needs to be done to them. That's the new rules. Well, we're not going to lower ourselves. No, it's not lowering yourself. That's the game you're already in. You're in it. You don't need to be lowered into it. You are in the midst of it. And you got to fight fire with fire. 
They need, no, they're not going to lie. Not gonna, this, we just, this is just the new rules. It's open season. It's open season on Bill Gates. It's open season on Anthony Fauci, Bill Clinton, Deborah Burks, Joe Biden. It is open season in the court system. Open season against these people. And it needs to be done starting now. All right, that, hopefully that covers it on the Alvin Bragg on the Alvin Bragg situation. Donald Trump due back in court. I believe it's December third of twenty twenty three. So who knows what will happen over the next couple of months? Probably not not a whole lot. But I think what will happen is he'll never end up. This is just my prediction. And if I'm wrong, I'll come out and say I was wrong. Is he'll what will happen is this will be dropped because he is he refuses to name the felony that's attached to the misdemeanors. He can't name it because it, he's not allowed. He doesn't have the jurisdiction over the felony that he's attaching the misdemeanors to. And over this next, because you look at it, what it, what it, you know, today's, so April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So eight months from now, it'll be dropped. Watch, watch. That's what'll happen because he has nothing. But they got their big show. They can now say Trump indictment. CNN, that was the backdrop of their entire studio. Trump indictment. So they got what they wanted, sort of, but what they actually got was Donald Trump being elected the president in November of 2024. That's what happened. Because people, even people on the left are like, you know what? And I'm talking about the old school liberals are like, you know what, this is not what we want. Because the old school liberals actually know that this will be turned on them. If you're an old school liberal that doesn't believe that men should, uh, that 14 year old boys should have access to having their testicles lopped off. If you're an old school liberal and you think that, you know that the new school leftist progressives will use this on you to get you out of the way. You don't think a leftist progressive will take an old school liberal and put him in federal prison for 10 years to get him out of the way? If it's Letitia James, see what's great is this, Alvin Bragg's gonna go after Letitia James. Letitia James gonna go after Kathy Hochul, all inside of New York. Letitia James is the state attorney of New York, Kathy Hochul being the governor. Letitia James will use these same tactics on Kathy Hochul. If, Al, if she doesn't and Letitia James decides, you know, I'm going to stay attorney general of the state of New York. Alvin Bragg wants her job. He'll charge her with a crime too. It is, it, you're like, no, they couldn't do that. And again, all you got to do is have it on a piece of paper. All you got to do is have it on the charging implement, uh, instrument, a probable cause affidavit and have the right judge and the right grand jury and the right appeals court, which that's all in place in New York. You, can't, you cannot get a fair trial in New York if you're anybody. But of course, further down the rung on the ladder is us. On the right, you can't get it. You will not get a. You will not get a fair investigation. You won't get a fair grand jury. Uh, grand jury impanelment. You will not get a fair trial. You will not get a fair appeal. You will not get a feel a fair um, supreme uh, state supreme court appeal. You'll get nothing until you get the supreme court, and you have one in a million chance of ever getting one in ten million chance of ever seeing your case go to the supreme court, unless you have the last name of Bush or Trump or Clinton. That's just a fact. Just so you know, get the heck out of your blue states. I know for some of you, that's not possible. But if it is, you better get out now. You better get out and go, I'll never commit a crime. That's what they always say. I'll never commit a crime. That's what the leftists always say. Well, I don't commit crime, so this will never happen to me. It'll happen to you. As soon as they want to get you out of the way, a leftist wanting to get another leftist out of the way, it will happen to you. Let alone a leftist trying to get a right winger out of the way. You have nothing. The cops are blue. The, SA, the SAO is blue. State attorney, blue. There's no backstop. The judges are blue. So just remember that. Get the heck out. I just put together this little montage here, the change of subjects, of just how lawless. I mean, it's not total, total change of subject, but how lawless 
blue cities are. This is this is this. I'm going to start off in Canada. Keane Beckstay video. Uh, speech, uh, speechless. The cat caught Mayor Gondek's tongue. She's the mayor of Calgary. Loves to lop off penises of 14 year olds. Loves it. Loves to lop off breasts of 13 year old girls. Loves to have grown men still testicled uh, twerking them in front of your three year old daughter's face. She loves it. I mean, loves it. She arrested a pastor for protesting it over and over again. She she loves that stuff. Absolutely loves it. So that's who this person is. So here she is. Now she's she's call to account and simply ask questions. Watch your response. Play for me. Uh, question for Mayor Gondek, Kian with the counter signal. Uh, just a few months ago, a handful of months ago, you were fighting tooth and nail again against increasing the police budget and you were actively supporting defund the police rhetoric. I'm just wondering when you realized that police forces were not optional, did it take you know the random stabbings, wives getting stabbed, police officers getting killed to realize that it was important to fund police departments. And how can Calgarians trust you when you flip-flop on basic issues like public safety? I mean, do you, do you see this response? I mean, Aaron, see if you can do that. Just see if you can kind of pull it back up like a second or two before she, I mean, like give it like five seconds before she walks away again for me. I mean, do you see the response? She simply asked. To answer for her policies, look at her. Yeah, just play it over and over again. She just she simply asked about her policies. Is she a defund the police advocate? Absolutely so. And not only is she a defund the police advocate, and I just and again I make this statement because who is it that's actually in charge of deciding the colors of of the of the Calgary Police Department? I mean, I'm just that's good. You can bring it back to me, but I mean, who's in charge? Because they're red and black. It's like Hale Heitler out of Captain America. Who who the heck char- who the heck decides on red and black? I mean, you couldn't look any more like Hale Heitler or the Gestapo. But there there there's Gondek there, and she's you know the transgender advocate, hyper leftist. I mean, the full agenda implemented in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So she that's that's who she is. She's called to account. Will you will you just explain to us why why you voted over and over again? to defund the police, and now with the rising crime, which is what happens, that's what London Breed has experienced, that's what they've all experienced, and now begging for the cops to come back, the ones that they all fired for not taking the vaccine, and the ones they fired when they were defunding because they scored political points by defunding them with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But then when, anti, when Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the homeless, and the homeless crisis and ramp, ramp, you know, rampant crime and everything takes back over, then you want the cops back. And that's basically what she's asked. And she doesn't even have the she doesn't even have the temerity to answer the questions. Listen, you could ask me anything. You're like, Tom, you're a blowhard. I admit I'm a blowhard. But the thing is, you ask me anything, I'll answer it. Anything. Tom, defend your uh, your position on abortion. I got three hours for you. You Tom, defend your position on voting for Donald Trump. Three hours for you. Defend your position on calling the FBI, the Brown Shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. I got three hours for you. Defend your position on 1-6. I got three hours for you. Defend your position on how Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Got three hours for you. I'll answer it. And she just walks away. That's what they all do. It's, it's emblematic. It's just like Joe Biden in the basement. It's just like Katie Hobbs winning the gubernatorial race in Arizona when she didn't even campaign. That's who these people are now. They don't need they don't need to answer for anything because the fraudulent because of fraudulent elections anyway. And you're like, Tom, that's that's just the United States, not Canada. Yes, it is. It's Canada. It all it all came out in their in their, in their CSIS leak up there. S C S I S their CSIS leak up in Canada. 
where they where where Justin Trudeau and numerous other leftists have were funded by the CCP. And the only thing that Joe Biden is I mean the only thing that Justin Trudeau is concerned about is not the the facts in the leak, it's the fact that it that it leaked. That's all that he cares about. It's just like how they say it's a threat to national security. Exposing corruption of leftist bourgeois elitists is not a threat to national security. You being exposed is not a threat to national security. That's how it works. And here, and again, so there's out, there's the mayor, leftist, globalist, bourgeois, uh, elitist, WEF, I'm sure, I don't know that for a fact, a tender, Gondek from Calgary, who loves to lop off penises, loves to lop off testicles and breasts of 14-year-olds, loves it, and loves to arrest evangelical pastors for doing absolutely nothing wrong, for, having their, for, for expressing their charter of rights, rights in protest. She arrests them for it. Well, here's, here's Eric Adams. Here's another one. Now, I'm going to just say something about Eric Adams. This is, it's not so much, I mean, of course, being a leftist, you're stupid anyway. He's a stupid, stupid leftist. I mean, he, this, is, this is a man who has absolutely no idea what he's doing. I mean, I'm talking about 50% increase in murder. 50% increase in murder in his city. Listen to what he says. Play for me, other City in America, because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis- misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. And I want to, th- again... So bottom line, if you're a right-winger, white, black, Asian, whatever, as long as you're a right, right-winger, you will be arrested because your violence will not be allowed, even though right-wingers never commit violence. Tom, you're, you, Thomas, I want... When? Again, I, I, I'm not afraid to answer. I'm not afraid to answer. When? When, do, when are right-wingers committing acts of violence? I love, just show me videos, please. I would let people send me videos in 1-6 if you can prove to me it was a right-winger and not instigated by the FBI and Antifa, I'll admit to it. But I'm saying, where, where, where are these acts of violence? Remember, it's a transgenocide going on. Where? I mean, I, where are the bodies? Again, I, that's what I asked during COVID. Where are the bodies? I live right here in the epicenter of old, Sarasota County, Florida, where most people should be dead of COVID. Nobody was dying of COVID. All the emergency rooms that I went out and had my guy film were all empty. So again, it's just lies. So he says, you know what? If you're, we will not stand for violence. In under his reign, which has been less than two years, his murder has gone up to gone up fifty percent. It was going up before De Blasio, so that all I mean, during De Blasio too. So it's not just Eric Adams, but it's gone up even worse since he, it was twenty five percent. While it was gone up twenty five percent under De Blasio, and when it transitioned up to fifty percent, I don't exactly know, but it was under Eric Adams' reign. Nobody will do anything. This is these are liberals inside of New York saying, I can't walk on the streets anymore. I can't take a subway. I can't. It's too, there's too much crime. There's too much feces. There's, I mean, have you seen the videos? Have you seen the videos of the trash? They're, they're billions of dollars in debt. They've laid off all kinds of workers because of their, their erroneous COVID vaccine mandates and refuse to bring them back. Their co- cops are leaving in droves. Their retirements are up. 121% this year in 2022 as comparison to 2021. And they were way up in 2021 too. Up 121% from a year they were already up on. 
They don't have the cops, and this guy is acting like he calls it the safest big city in America. Comparison to what? The other idiots that are running the the other idiots like Lori Lightfoot running Chicago. Is that who you're comparing it to? Garcetti, who was running LA? Is that who you're comparing it to? Please, the safest big city in what? Hell? The audacity of this. And here, let me show you this story. This one just came out. Post-millennial, this is Vigilant Fox? Vigilant Fox video. New York City man shot by criminal in parking garage. Here's how he's dealt with by Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg. Play it for me. At about 5 a.m. on Saturday morning in Manhattan, a parking garage attendant called Musa Diara noticed a man peering into parked cars looking for things to steal. Now, that's a familiar scene in New York City. Alvin Bragg, who is the local Soros-funded DA, has decided that prosecuting car burglaries is a form of white supremacy. As a result, not surprisingly, car burglaries have risen quite a bit. Musa Diaria, the attendant, is not white, but apparently he's sick of watching other people get robbed, so he told the man to get out, leave the garage. In response, the man pulled out a handgun and fired four times. He hit Diaria in the head and the stomach. It was a nightmare. But somehow, Musa Diaria had the presence of mind to wrestle the gun from the man and then fire back before the man could shoot him or anyone else. By the time police arrived, both men were lying on the sidewalk bleeding. Now, what do you think happened next? In a sane, self-respecting society, Musa Diaria would have received a medal, if not a ticker tape parade. But in the city of New York, he was arrested and charged with attempted murder and illegal possession of a gun, the same gun that had been used to shoot him. I just have to show you these cities. And again, if you live here, if you live there, you're crazy. I know some of you can't go. I understand that. I, I get it. But if you can, you need to go because there, you, you live in a lawless society, a lawless society that will point their made up laws toward you. Look at what happened to this guy. What happened to you? you I mean, you heard you just heard it. I won't go over it over, go, go over it completely and totally again. But here you have a man being robbed at gunpoint, takes the gun from that guy and shoots him. And they're both shot. The gun that shot him, he takes from the guy and shoots, shoots the criminal to death. And then he's charged with murder. He's being robbed at gunpoint, gets shot during the robbery, takes the gun and shoots the robber, and he gets charged with, with, with murder by Alvin Bragg. And now, of course, Alvin Bragg is backed off of it and is no longer charging him. Now, what, what, now, let's ask this question. Why did Alvin Bragg back off? Because of Twitter. That's all. Because of Facebook, because of social media, because, all, because, you know, the, because of all the word that gets out now in public basically protesting online. Otherwise, that guy sitting there, he was handcuffed to that bed. In that picture, he was handcuffed to the bed. A guy who wrestled the gun away from a man who shot him and then shot him back was handcuffed to the bed. That, 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 that's Alvin Bragg, who's, who's charging Donald Trump. That's what you call lawlessness. That's what you call just making it up on a probable cause affidavit as a blue district attorney, giving it to a blue judge and having a warrant issued for the person's arrest or just leaving him already in police custody. That's what was happening. He did the exact same thing, Alvin Bragg. And of course, now he's pulled back because of political pressure. Should that be, should politics have anything to do with a district attorney? It shouldn't. For now on, listen, we, people need to make decisions in life. 
for now on. This is, this is how we need to be steering our, I don't like to sound like a Democrat because they've just redefined democracy, but I'm talking about a legit Demo- democratic republic. How we need to redirect our democratic republic is that people who are going to be DAs, judges, whatever, prosecutors cannot have an RRD in front of their name. Period. That's a sacrifice you make so that your eyes stay blind. So you are, you, you, the scales of justice, of lady justice are blind. Like they'll still be politically impacted. Not as much though. If you don't get packed money, if you aren't a fervent Democrat, then you won't do Democrat, because you won't do the bidding of the Democratic Party, i.e. arrest the leading contender. And by the way, Donald Trump is not just the leading contender of the Republican Party. He's the presidential leading contender, period. He's way up on Biden too in the polls. Right now, right now. But if you don't have an R or a D in front of your name, then you won't do as it won't be you won't be as politically expedient is what I'm saying. And that's the sacrifice that you need to make. Period. Same thing if you're gonna be in Fauci's position. You can get no money from the R's or the D's. That's how it should go. It will lower the level of politi- politically expedient uh, activities that take place. And and again, let me just reiterate this to you. This is the same as Alvin Bragg who arrested and charged with murder. And the sad thing is. Is the parking lot attendant there? I wish I had his name. I don't know it. He got released immediately. Al, the, the, Jose Alba, the, bo, the bodega manager, bodega owner, who was being robbed at gunpoint and stabbed the robber to death. He got charged with felony murder and arrested and sat in jail for at least 30 days. Sat in jail until public pressure made Alvin Bragg change his mind again. This is a lawlessness. I want you to think about the impact of this. Think about if it was you. And you're like, if you were out, if you were, if you held the district attorney spot in New York City, would you, would you be able to sleep at night? If you arrested Jose Alba or this parking attendant and he put him in prison for the rest of their lives for killing their assailant? And the only reason why I let them out is for political expediency, for political benefit, out of political pressure. It's the only reason why I let them out is Jose Alba, oh, uh, Musa Diara is the parking attendant now that is now free. Thank God. Jose Alba has left. He's gone back to the Dominican Republic. He's like, I can't. He, he would rather ply his wares and be at whatever level of freedom they have in the Dominican Republic over the United States because he's charged with felonious murder for killing a man who's holding him at gunpoint on freaking video, on video. He's on video. The whole crime, the whole incident, the crime was the robber with with, uh, Jose Alba. The whole incident is caught on video. And Alvin Bragg, even though he sits, again, it's like Kyle Rittenhouse. You have it right on video, Kyle Rittenhouse, over and over again, def- noticeably committing acts of self-defense, and then you charge him with three counts of felony murder? Because it doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is what people put on a charging affidavit. Obviously, Kenosha, Wisconsin, the only reason why Kyle Rittenhouse is not in prison for the rest of his life is he got the right judge. If he didn't get the right judge, it was over for Kyle Rittenhouse. What a shame. He'd spend the next 50 years in prison. Or not the re- or the rest of his life in prison. That's what would be happening with Kyle. He's being sued right now by Sage Ross and Rosencrantz, the one who who shot in the arm, who's pointing a gun at him on video. 
It's amazing. You're like, here are the facts. It's on video. It's right here. And yet some judge will still accept the charging document or the civil case. Civil case of preponderance of the evidence. Kyle Rittenhouse, here's the preponderance of the evidence. Sage Rosencrantz running at me with a cocked and loaded nine millimeter. I shot him as he was pointing the gun at my head. It's on video. And yet this case is accepted by a judge. Now it's a civil case now. Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't have to, he doesn't have to worry about criminal case anymore under, uh, under double jeopardy, except if they will somehow charge him with a federal hate crime. That can happen. There's no, there's, double jeopardy should cover going from local to federal, but it doesn't because the Democrats have said that it doesn't. So they can do this again to Donald Trump and make it some sort of federal thing. Uh, uh, Alvin Bragg doesn't make it work, so then it falls down to Merrick Garland. I'm just telling you that's the current state. And I just wanted to show you what was happening in these blue cities. Here's one, just kind of change the subject now from the criminal justice system back to vaccines. Here's Seattle, a firefighter in Seattle. Listen to the statistics in this video. Play it for me, Heather. Reportedly still refusing to rehire unvaccinated employees who were fired over the mandates. This despite massive staffing shortages forcing the temporary shutdown of several fire units in the city. Andy Pittman served six and a half years with the Seattle Fire Department before he was relieved of his duties due to his decision not to get vaccinated. Andy, thank you so much for being with us. Explain to us what it means when they talk about these units in the city is that the is that the fire department is that people like the driver who pe- the people who drive the trucks what is that what does that mean so browning out units is a term used when there's not enough units to cover the city and so when there's not enough units they have to shut some units down and start shuffling people to other units in the city to make sure that other areas are covered um so rather than deal, dealing with the staffing shortages, uh, Chief Scoggins is focused on woke terms like brownout. So in a memo from last year, the Seattle Fire Department said there were 110 vacant positions for uniformed fire officials, a staffing shortfall expected to last a year and a half. But, you know, it takes 12 to 18 months to rehire these people. I assume it's for training purposes and things like that. So I I would beg that it would be taking a little longer um, than what they're saying. Do you agree? Yes, it is. Uh, That's on the positive end of their um, staffing. Right now, they're bringing members into the department and they're not able to pass all of the training. So they're having to let those members go because they can't meet the minimum qualifications and standards. So they're they're actually falling much behind their projected uh, staffing. How far behind do you think they really are? Uh, well, right now, they only have 39 members actively through recruit school. Uh, they started with 53. They had a target of 80. Uh, currently, there's a... Uh, about 40 vacancies uh, as of March into April, and uh, it's not looking any better. What do you Next think? Me. So there you go. I just wanted to give you. I wanted to give you these stats here. So they have 110 vacancies in Seattle. A lot of those vacancies were fire. Remember now, they just talk about fires here. I guarantee you that guy's a paramedic. These are not just fires. These are people that respond to heart attacks and everything. People drop dropping on the streets, whatever else, probably from vaccines. Dropping on the streets, everything else. You got something there for me here? Oh, there you go. Oh, perfect. Look at that. There you go. So 110 vacancies. 
Months to restaff, 12 to 18. Yeah, leave that up the whole time. I like that. That's perfect. So, and again, this is not just people going and putting out fires. These are people that are responding to medical emergencies. This is the only response to medical. The hospital does not respond. It's the fire department that responds to medical emergencies also, whether it's ambulances, fires, or anything else, of course. So 110 vacancies, a lot of those caused by their vaccine mandate. And again, I put this out there. The Democrats, uh, you know, the, the mayor of Seattle, who's a defund the police advocate and everything else, and all the leadership, the bourgeois leftist elitists that are running Seattle on the ground, people are leaving in droves, businesses are leaving in droves. You can't conduct a business when a guy's out there pooping in front of your business every day and, and then sticking his needles inside of his, inside of his poop and building a monument to himself. Okay, that you can't conduct a business that way. Nobody's going to go in and, and buy your expensive products and having to step over feces to get it. So they'll just leave to go. They'll move to some. They'll move somewhere else. And that's what's happening in Seattle. Seattle's dead. Seattle is dead. It's done. It's finished. Unless they unless they completely repent now, they will not recover. Chicago will not recover. New York will not recover. They're finished. And and by the way, when they taught them, I know I'm going on, but just leave this up. And I'm getting this from somebody. I give due credit if I could, but I can't remember who it was. They taught all these people how to live, how to work remotely too. So all these in, these these uh, inner cities, these business these business centers, they're closing down. There's empty offices everywhere. We're about to have a commercial real estate drop like you've never seen before because there's people are just working remotely now because they got they they were taught how to do that during COVID. Their their own policies will kill off their own cities. But back to back to back to Seattle. So they have 110 vacancies, mainly caused by their vaccine mandates. They have 39 people in the process. It, to fill 110 vacancies, you're looking at basically a year and a half. That's if you're if all 110 are in the process right now. They have 39 in process, started with 53 with a target of 80 because nobody can get through it. And this is a city, by the way, that has about 800 cops in it. Way down because all their cops are retiring too. Because if you're going to go, you know, you're going to arrest somebody and they happen to be a transgender, lesbian, black female and they got a bruise on their wrist and you're going to lose your job and your pension and be sued into oblivion, you're probably not going to want to work there, right? So they're leaving in droves too. Just like I told you, I'm just, I'm just showing you what's happening in blue cities. Just like you have a 121% increase in retirements in, this, in, in New York City, the same thing's happened in Seattle. Where they have 800 cops to staff, they're supposed to have 1,100. Those are rough numbers, but that's what they're supposed to have. But no, they can't hire. You can't find. There was who's going to work in Seattle? I was actually shocked on that video. I didn't play the whole thing, but later in the video, that firefighter who was forced, who was fired because forced to resign or fired because he refused to take the clot shot. He said he'd go back. He's nuts, dude. If you do one thing wrong, there's no judicial system. There's no court system there for you. You do one thing wrong. And you don't even have to be, it's to be deemed wrong by a leftist to fill out a probable cause affidavit, bring it before a leftist judge, impanel a grand jury, indict you, issue a, pro, issue a warrant for you, and then try you in front of a blue jury. You're like, I'll appeal, you'll appeal to a, to a blue appellate court. You'll lose that, appeal to a blue state, uh, 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 state Supreme Court, lose that, and then spend the rest of your life in prison. This is where we are. This is real. People don't think it's real because it hasn't touched them yet. It's just because it doesn't touch you, it doesn't mean it's not real. It's real. Things are this dire. It's not a time to be violent. It's a time to move. Make them pay with their wallets. Make them pay. So I just reiterate this, even though I've said this like 500 times. And I just, I, I, I have to say it because it's just that important. Because Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, 
the left, uh, the, the rhinos, Mitt, uh, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, whoever they may be, they have 2,700 cops around them. The entire city of Detroit has 700 and something cops. The entire city of Seattle has about 800 cops. The entire city. If you're Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or a bourgeois leftist elitist rhino, you have 2,700 cops around. They're fully staffed. And they increased their budget by, I can't remember, Aaron and I found it, by a ton of money, millions. 60, 70 million, something like that. It was huge. Or even maybe it was a billion. I don't remember. It was a lot. It wasn't a billion because it's just a 2,700-member uh, police agency. But it was, it was 60, 70 million. For the Capitol Police, there's a two-mile, two-square-mile area. Two miles. Two miles. Entire city of New York. I mean, the entire city of Detroit and the entire city of Seattle has less than 800 police officers. Both those entire cities. But Nancy Pelosi has 2,700 police officers on herself in a two-mile square, in a two-square-mile area. That's, that right there epitomizes the bourgeois leftist elitists and their plans for you. They don't care. They don't care if you don't have a medical response. The mayor of Seattle has a medical response. She doesn't care that they're 300 cops short. She has cops all around her. She doesn't care. It's like Nancy Pelosi doesn't care if there's a medical system for you because there's a medical system for her. She doesn't care whether there's a wall around you. There's a wall around her. It doesn't matter. We need to stop thinking that this whole society is a democratic republic. You and I think of it as a democratic republic. They're them. It's not a democratic republic. They're kings and queens. It's just hierarchical hypocrisy is all that it is. All right, changing over. Let's go to the pervert section of the show now. Daily Wire tweet. White House host, just so everyone, where are we at here? What do you got going there? Is that me? Am I off again? Oh, yeah, let's play. Oh, this is too good. Yeah, okay, rewind, rewind. We're not going to the pervert section yet. Back to cities for one more. I just wanted to show you where, how our dollars were spent in New York City during the pandemic. Play for me. During the pandemic, the city of New York spent hundreds of millions of dollars to buy ventilators, face masks, hand sanitizers, face shields, and so on, in order to supposedly save lives. But have you ever wondered what happened to all that stuff? Well, it was just revealed that here in New York City, over $200 million worth of this COVID gear was auctioned off for 500,000 bucks. Among the items in the auction were thousands of never used ventilators, which were sold off quite literally as scrap metal. Boxes stacked to the ceiling, containing millions of dollars worth of unopened gowns, Face shields, never before used hand sanitizers, and face masks were auctioned off at pennies on the dollar. All these items, paid for by a tax dollars, brand new, never before used. I get to dust off some of my old statements in New York City. Oh, we're being overrun! We're being overrun! They have $200 million worth of leftover equipment, but they're being overrun, which they, they sold $200 million, basically worth of respirators, for $500,000. Two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals were built in New York that didn't see a single patient. The USS uh, Comfort was, was retrofitted to become a hospital, parked in New York Harbor and saw 127 patients. Well, we're being overrun! It was all a lie, all freaking lie that all the Christians bowed their knee to. They're just gonna suddenly, suddenly, whenever they put a medical label on it, all these leftists have sprouted virtue. And the suddenly, the ones that you call liars all the time, they, they, you call them liars all the time, 
you know, you call them baby butchers, communist socialists, but if they claim there's a pandemic, suddenly they're moral people. Suddenly they're truth tellers and truth seekers and are looking out for your health. Suddenly, $200 million worth of equipment sold for 500,000. That's your tax dollars. That's not New York City's tax dollars. That's our tax dollars given to them by the Trump administration, which is why he's not president right now. Daily Wire tweet. Now we'll switch to the pervert section of the show. So let me just reiterate. I believe it was last Monday. So a week, basically eight days ago, we had a transgender person, a woman pretending, what transgender means is a woman pretending to be a man and a man pretending to be a woman. I will not even have a discussion with you until you've had it all lopped off and inverted. Then maybe I'll have a discussion about whether or not you're male or female anymore. Even then I won't, just to be honest. But this was a woman, fully outfitted woman, pretending to be a man. Her real name was, uh, I forgot, Ashley. Was it? Audrey. Audrey Hale. And she changed her name to Aiden. So she was uh, Audrey pretending to be Aiden. Goes in, shoots three nine-year-olds to death and three adults to death in the Covenant School in Nashville. Now, of course, you would think that at least at minimum, for maybe all of April, or maybe just the leftover of March, that the, the Democrats would not pimp and whore transgenderism, at least to give it a break for a while, considering that one of their minions just went and shot three nine-year-olds to death inside of, while they were going to school. You'd think, at least they, maybe they'd back off. They certainly would insist if a right-winger did this sort of behavior, which we never do. We don't. We don't. We never do it. Where are, where are, show me the videos. We don't ever do this stuff, ever. I, I, would, I will play it and speak out against these right-wing extremists. I'll do it. Anybody who's committing acts of hatred or violence or murder, that's antithetical to the Bible. You're going to die and go straight to hell. So I'll speak out against it. But those, those things aren't happening, period. But instead what happened is three days after a transgender woman goes in and shoots six people to death at a Christian school, A, Joe Biden has yet to say the word Christian. Now, this was, this was a religious-based, a hate-based assassination. He's yet to say it. But of course, when Derek Chauvin didn't kill George Floyd, but sat on George Floyd, causing him no injury, it was immediately race-based, even though Derek Chauvin has no history of racism at all. Nor could they point to any racial element of that arrest. But this, of course, they can't, you know, they can't, you know, say that it's, you know, that it was hate-based or it was based on religion. They can't, they can't mark it as being that sort of thing. But instead what they do is three days later, I mean, get the, get the audacity of this. It's right in your face. That's why you have to play by the new rules. And just so everybody knows, I'm not talking at all, not remotely about violence. If you pull that out of this, you're an idiot. I am not talking about violence at all. The only violence that I advocate is in defense of your life, period. I'm not talking about violence. What I'm talking about is playing by the new rules. You know, just as an example, and, I've, and again, this is the 10th time that I've said this, but when Donald Trump takes office in 2025, and on January 20th of 2025, he needs to immediately fire Chris Ray, and as Chris Ray, you know, that the director of the FBI, fire Chris Ray. And while the media is barnstorming about that, get rid of the IRS. 
Run right out, keep it right. Just do it the DeSantis style. You can't, you can't keep up with it. You, you can't keep up with the amount of things you're offended by. That's what you do. That's the new game. That's you just don't you. you yeah, they'll call you names. They're, they'll call you a racist, a, a xenophobe, uh, anti-trans. I am anti-transgender. No problem. Call me that all you want. They're only calling you the names uh, of which they themselves are. They're simply projecting as usual. But that's what you do because the new game is this. Three days, three days after a transgender woman assassinates six Christians at a Christian school and still not called a hate crime, still not cause, called, uh, called a, a religiously based assassination, nothing, not denoted any of those things, not only is it not denoted any of those things, Joe Biden establishes a transgender day of visibility three days later on March 30th of 2023. The audacity. Madonna comes out and says, I'm going to do a transgender day of visibility concert in Nashville where the shooting occurred. So in other words, they're endorsing the shooting. Full and complete endorsement of mass murder. You're like, Tom, how can you say that? Because it's what they did. It's a full endorsement. If they weren't, listen, I understand that they're not grieving a day for, for born again Christians, of which I am one. You couldn't be any more evangelical than me. One way to heaven, that's Jesus, period. There you go. I'll speak about anything. I don't care. But you think after a very, very much, you know, out there hate crime, that at least you'd be quiet for, no, they're not going to be quiet. That's not the new rules. New rules is just throw it right in your face. These parents who have lost their nine-year-olds, and not only the nine-year-olds, but you had three adults that were killed. There were people's mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. They're dead too, and they're celebrating it by celebrating the killer's lifestyle. By saying, by backing up the killer's assertion that she was oppressed. She lived basically in a mansion as a 28-year-old living with her parents who refused to accept her. How, do you not, how are you not accepted when you're 28 years old and living with the people who don't accept you? You're accepted. But they, they, acceptance is never enough. You have to be celebrated, which is right here. White House hosts roundtable on affirming transgender kids. They're transgender. How are you going to affirm them? You're going to go up every day and say, I affirm you. You're good. You're trans. Affirming means basically just to tell, just tell somebody that what you're doing is good and true, which of course it's not. But if that's what you're just going to go up to them every day, what you're doing is good. Next day, what you're doing is true. Next day, next, next day, what you're doing is good. Next day, what you're doing is true. I'm behind you. I'm with you. I'm behind. Is, is that your, that your day of affirmation now? As well as your day of trans, uh, uh, yeah, what's, what's, transgender visibility. I'm mixing up the two trans and visibility. Transgender visibility. So you got visibility and affirmation. See, they don't want you just to live with them. I don't care. I don't care if a man's walking around dressed as a woman. Go ahead. I'm not going to call you by your woman's name. I'll call you man, period, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a Christian. Liars burn in hell for all of eternity. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. I'm not going to do that. So if you want to do that, you go right ahead. But I, I don't care. But they don't want you just to live with them or to tolerate them. I wouldn't be mean to any man. Any man dressed as a woman or any woman dressed as a man, I'm not going to be mean to you. I'll talk to you. I'll eat with you. 
I'll help you if your car's broken down the side of the road. I'll welcome you into the church. You can come in the church all you want, but you won't be affirmed here. You'll be loved here. You're not here to be comfortable. You're here to be loved. That I will do for you. Uh, but I will tell you the truth about your lifestyle. And your lifestyle is a complete lie. But instead, I'm going back to the original subject. So eight days ago, six Christians were murdered by a transgender female. You got the Transgender Day of Visibility and the Madonna concert, all to celebrate the mass homicide. And now to celebrate it further, look at the date on the bottom. This is what, yes, what's today's date? This is yesterday. White House uh, hosts a roundtable. So they're celebrating the mass murder again. And they're actually saying, go commit more mass murders because whenever you commit mass murders, we're going to do special events for you. Go to the next one for me. Pick from Breitbart. Is that where we're at? Yeah, there we go. Pennsylvania schools, of course, respond to the transgender mass homicide. And again, this is from two day, This is from yesterday. Pennsylvania, or, or the day before. Pennsylvania schools to exclude parents from child's gender transition plan. So in other words, they can be scheduling your eight-year-old and be propagandizing and gaslighting your eight-year-old, making your eight-year-old boy believe that he's an eight-year-old girl or your eight-year-old girl believe that she's an eight-year-old boy without ever telling you so that by the time they're 13 or 14 years old, they can call without your knowledge Boston Children's Hospital, who previously said they never, they never do any transgender surgeries on kids until it was revealed that they did commit did commit transgender surgeries on kids and then all of a sudden they were receiving death threats never ever acknowledging their public lie their not public lie public lies day after day week after week we don't do those surgeries we do not lop off testicles of 14 year old boys we do not lock off lop off penises of 13 year old boys we do not lop off breasts of 16 year old girls we don't do that until it was expo- they have public records that it was they were in fact doing those things and then suddenly they were victims of bomb threats and, and death threats but never actually came out and said, just like all the COVID cavers, I was wrong or I was a bold-faced freaking liar. But that's what they want. So now when your kid turns 13, 14 years old after they've been propagandized and you've been forced to live in, a, live in a living hell because you didn't pull your kids out of these stupid private schools. I mean, these, these stupid public schools and put them in, either put them in a private school or homeschool. Your kids' souls are worth that, by the way. But shall a profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So Matthew chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. So they propagandize them and then they can sneak them off to Boston Children's Hospital for their testicles to be lopped off when they're 14 years old without ever telling you. You don't think it's going to happen? They, you have how many Democrats have now said that these kids are not yours, they're all of ours. Get them out now. Right, let's go to the next one. Speaking of Boston Children's, Boston Children's Hospital director calls for drastic increase in capacity for gender surgeries for minors. The director of Boston Children's Hospital said medical school students should learn transgender surgeries and residency programs. Okay, let me tell you what transgender, transgender surgeries are. Ready? Here's the R is this. First of all, you have, of course, the barbaric act of lopping off women's breasts, lopping off men's penises, lopping off men's testicles. We got that. And then you have, which I should, I wish I would, I, this is the time where I should have had all my, all my pictures up. What they do is they, they, they put a phallus on a woman. In other words, a penis on a biological woman. Now, she's had her breasts lopped off and she has those zippers across her chest for the rest of her life. Never will be a man's got ovaries, uterus, unless she decides to get a hysterectomy at 16 years old, which, by the way, they were doing. Saying publicly that they weren't, bold-faced lying, which they should be, what? 
as I said earlier, what should happen to these people? Criminally prosecuted. Criminally prosecuted for fraud or any other crimes they committed by bold-faced lying about the surgeries they were in fact doing, but denying they were doing. So they, they, what they do, they're going to put a phallus on a woman that will never be erect. They can never do anything with it, will not contain semen. They will not be able to produce any children, nothing. But what they do is they use this skin right here. Let me get on camera. There you go. The skin right here, mine's all hairy. But on a girl, it's not. So they just use this skin. They t- oh, that's it. Yeah, Aaron, put that up. There's the, there's the phallus, and here's the harvested skin. Now that right there, they used on her leg. There you go, Aaron. Put There you go. There, thank you. You're the best. That's why Aaron's the best. The best. You can go to any show you want. He's the best. Go right here. Go to the next one. There it is. Now that's that. That's their. Now that Boston Children's. If Heather, you can put that headline back up for me, just side by side, so I can keep using it. That's what they want to do. They want to expand the operation of those pictures that my producer Aaron just put up for you. Harvesting, put a phallus. See the phallus on the on on the girl. So they sew this phallus on a woman of skin harvested from your forearm. So it just hangs there for the rest of your life and does absolutely nothing. You know, it'd be pretty. You know, it's, I don't mean to be overly graphic, but yeah, we're all adults here for the most part. There's advantages to, to your penis getting bigger or smaller. I'll leave it at that because when it's bouncing around at full size, it's kind of encumbering. You know what I mean? I'll leave it at that. I've already made my associate producer, Heather, laugh, but that's the way it is, okay? That, she's gonna, that thing's going to be swinging around like an ape, like, like an elephant trunk for the rest of her life. Or, okay, so they're doing that. Just atta- Now, she has her ovaries, her uterus, and everything else, but no vagina anymore. That's been inverted into this phallus. Same thing with men. They get their penis and testicles lopped off. They use the urethra, invert it, and create a false vagina for them for the rest of their life that will never produce a person, never produce any sort of sexual pleasure. Nothing. That's who the left is. And, of course, lo and behold, the bonus of all of this, the outcome of it all, the fruit of it all, is it lowers the earth's population because nobody's having kids. Of course, right? Let's go on with the perversion section of the show. Okay, country music is gone. You know what I need to do, Aaron, is I need to compile a list. If you think of them, shout them out. Of all of the institutions that are now gone, NASCAR's gone, transgender, uh, you know, the, uh, what was the name? Was it so far gone now? The FBI investigation into NASCAR, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Bubba Wallace, yeah, all that. I mean, NASCAR, what is that? The yeah, the noose, the noose in the garage, Bubba Wallace. Uh, NASCAR's gone. It's been gone for a long time. They've gone woke. They're mega woke. They're trans- rainbow flag. They, they suck. They suck. All right. The NFL's been gone for a long time. Last of fall was the NHL. Baseball's doing pretty well. You got to give credit where credit's due. And NHL is bouncing back now because a lot of the players are refusing to wear the transgender flag because, you know, they don't really believe in lopping off penises, uh, breasts, and testicles, and, and, and sewing on phalluses and inverting penises. They don't really believe in that, so they're not going to wear the, the, the uh, transgender flag. Well, now, in the long list, we know Bud Light's gone with their new ad with Dylan Mulvaney. Stay after now. we got a, several minutes left in the show, but listen, stay after for the post-game videos because basically almost all of them are new. you got to see them. One of them's Dylan Mulvaney, followed up by Kid Rock. Don't miss it. I'm telling you, don't miss the post-game. It's not very long. It's like seven minutes. Don't miss it. It's like 90 seconds worth of our ads and then seven minutes worth of videos. Don't miss it. But now, country music is gone. It's gone. It's over. What I mean by that is the country music institution. I know there's country music artists, 
like John Rich, who's a massive conservative. They're awesome, okay? But the institution of country music is now gone because the institution of country music approved this. Play it for me, other. All right, so it's over. I mean, that's, that's the end of it. I'm not saying don't buy any country music, but you better make sure that there's somebody who actually stands. They actually do stand because that's where we're at now. What that is, is a country music artist surrounded by men, dressed as women, and saying, if you go down, then I'm going to go down too. How are they going down? Where, where are the acts of mass violence against men dressed up as women? Please, I, I, please send me the videos. I'll play them. I will play them. If it's a systemic issue, I will play them. There isn't any. The only actual violence are men dressed up as women beating up other people or a woman dressed up as a man shooting up a Christian school in Nashville. That's all that's happening. The transgender genocide is not being committed against them. It's being committed by them. That's the actual facts. All right, let's go on to some more lies here. Changing up now. I just had to follow up on this. Not many people are talking about this because of the Trump trial, but we've already covered the Trump trial, so let let me cover this for you. Females for Trump tweet, another Biden failure, failure, breaking, U.S. officials finally admit, remember now, we've heard now for months that basically this is a very innocuous event. A Chinese spy balloon flies over our, mili- our nuclear silos. It was a very innocuous, uh, innocuous event. Nothing really, nothing happened. There was, there was no data collection. Any data collection that happened was very innocuous. It didn't really matter, right? That's what they've been saying for weeks. But now, suddenly the story has changed and nobody will be held accountable. See, I don't really care if the story changed if you come back and say I was lying, if you come out back and say I was wrong. I mean, I still care that you lied originally. And if you come back and say, you know, the political speak of, you know, I misremembered or my memory failed me. Remember Joe Biden said he graduated with three degrees at the top of his class, all that, with, with, with three degrees, top of his class, and full scholarships. Turned out he had a quarter scholarship, one degree and graduated the bottom of his class and he wasn't legal. He also said that he was basically legal student of the year and that wasn't true either. And he said his memory had failed. That's not your memory failing you. Memory failing you is, you know what, something along the lines of, I'm supposed to be somewhere on the 17th and I show up on the 18th because I thought it was the 18th, not the 17th. Not just making a bold-faced lies. You have me pathological stories in your head. So if you come back and you actually say, I lied, no problem. If you're, if you're a COVID caving pastor and you're locked down, you strapped on masks, you had people on your stage playing flute with a slit cut in their mask and you sat in COVID clumps and now you've willingly come out and say, I blew it. I was wrong. I repent. I have no problem with you. If you're pretending like it never happened, big problem with you because it's going to happen again to you because your pride's going before your destruction. But here's what's happening. So after all these, all this time of denial, months of denial, weeks of denial, Another Biden failure, breaking U.S. officials finally admit Chinese spy balloons succeeded, succeeded in gathering intel on the U.S. military. Go to the next one for me, other. Here's the video. Here's the video. RNC research video. Here is CNN having to admit it. Play it for me. 
when this Chinese spy balloon was kind of transiting across the United States back in February, it was able to capture some images as well as collect some signals intelligence from some sensitive U.S. military installations. Now, U.S. intelligence officials are not overly concerned because they say that this was not much more than what a regular Chinese satellite that is constantly orbiting above these same sites could potentially collect. But at the same time, we are learning that this Chinese spy balloon actually was able to transmit this data back in real time to the Chinese government and that the Chinese government had the capability to remotely erase the data that the Chinese spy balloon was collecting. So that raises questions about whether the U.S. government actually knows the full extent of what the balloon was able to gather because obviously now the U.S. government has been analyzing it in an FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, and they have some sense of what the balloon was able to gather, but the possibility remains that there is much more that it was able to collect that the U.S. simply doesn't know about because Beijing was able to remotely erase it. So she basically actually exemplifies a New York Times story. All right, what she did there was at the beginning of it, the, the true statement comes at the very end of her statement. The true story comes at the end of her statement. If you read a New York Times article, they'll lie the entire time or mitigate the truth the entire time marginalize the truth the entire time until they get to the end where they acknowledge the full story. So they're hoping that people just, you know, they lose themselves in the non-facts before they get to the facts. But she did the same thing. At first she said, the spy balloons has now been acknowledged by the Biden administration that the spy balloon did gather some images of some military installations and some possibly, you know, top secret areas, whatever it may be. She kept using the word some and then at the end acknowledges, you know what, in all actuality, this was a mess. At the end, she finally says it. And just to put this back out there, you know, this could be all, they're like, the Biden administration, this is no different than what they're basically getting from orbiting satellite. Well, it's a little different because an orbiting satellite cannot, cannot actually initiate an EMP strike. A balloon can. EMP strike knocks out the grid. No electric, no computers, no cars, nothing. And that has to be done. Buy a nuclear weapon detonated in the sky. Oh, that'll never happen. Yeah, it never happened until it happens. And it, by the way, this is how the Chinese would do it. They cannot, they cannot, they cannot la- launch nuclear weapons into the United States and actually make landfall. They can't do that. They don't want to damage the United States because we are their future farmland, of which they're accumulating right now at the same rate as, as Bill Gates is doing. So they can't do that. An EMP strike, we have a nuclear weapon detonated in the sky. That fallout doesn't come down to us. It may blow over somewhere else, but it wouldn't ruin the American farmland. And so now they know, and the reason why, of course, the reason why this balloon was allowed to traverse the United States, our intelligence agencies were watching it from the moment that it lifted off in China. The moment it lifted off, they knew the entire time. They knew eight days before it made landfall into the United States. And it made landfall over the Aleutian Islands and then into Canada with Justin Trudeau, bought and paid for and being extorted by the CCP. He did nothing. Then it flies into the United States over our nuclear missile installations. Joe Biden extorted by the CCP. $1.5 billion payment made to Hunter Biden. Still making payment, you know, the million dollars from Rob Walker spread out through the Biden family, $610,000 to Hunter himself. That was just James Comer just... Uh, just brought out in, in the congressional in the congressional hearings. So the, the reason why Trudeau and Biden don't know do anything about it is they're being extorted. The only reason why Justin Trudeau and many other liberals are actually in office in Canada is because they receive CCP money. 
And now that this has been exposed also in the James Comer hearings, where Joe Biden's family has received CCP money in the last three years, a million dollars of a $3 million payment that went all, it was all Biden orbit. A million to Rob Walker, a million to one of his other cohorts, and a million to the Biden family, $35,000 to Ashley Biden for what? Haley Biden, not Ashley Biden. So that, that's why they didn't take action. Because they like, you take action, you blow this thing up. Joe Biden doesn't care because he's 80 years old. And by the time they detonate an EMP over the United States, probably he'll probably have passed away of old age. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what happens as long as he's rich behind his wall and his, his armed security and he can go and, and stay in his Delaware mansion until he, until he passes away of natural causes. That's, that's, that's all he cares about. Rich as can be. He doesn't care about anybody else but himself. All right, so here's some more. Here's some more acknowledgement. Listen to this. Uh, where am I at? February 9th? Okay. Here's, here's February 9th. Biden says, the Chinese spy balloon, which did in fact gather intel uh, from the sensitive uh, U.S. military sites, was not a major security breach. Play it for me. And wasn't it a, a major bre- security breach for the United States, just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace no. and flew over the country for so many days? No, look, <laughs> the total amount of uh, intelligence gathering that's going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse, uh, break American airspace is, uh, anyway... It's, it's not a major breach. The, the fact that a balloon could actually violate American airspace, he's about to say that couldn't happen. Uh, Joe, it happened for eight days. This flew over the United States because he's being extorted by the CCP. You will let Joey, remember our $1.5 billion payment to Hunter Biden's, for Hunter Biden's uh, consultation fees in 2014 when they flew over together on Air Force Two and the CCP, through a CCP-controlled bank, gave Hunter Biden's agency $1.5 billion billion for his consultancy fee. So consultancy for what? Nobody. It's the same thing with the million dollars that they just received for startup businesses. What businesses were ever started up? Nothing. So this is all being illuminated. This This is all being shown in the James Comer hearings. This is why nothing was done. He can't. If he does, the Chinese will expose him. It's the same thing that, uh, the reason why you haven't heard, heard anything about Epstein. The reason why you have Ghislaine Maxwell, who is basically uh, Epstein's pimp in prison, and nobody who actually received the, the pimped girl's services in prison is because it's, uh, Epstein was extorting them. And, and people who are making those decisions will be exposed. And they'll call it a national security breach. Your corruption being exposed is not a national security breach. National security breach is a balloon flying over the United States for eight days, taking pictures of our nuclear silos. That's that's a national security breach. And he's like, well, with all the intel gathering that goes around the world, when was the last time a balloon flew over the United States? It didn't happen until the Biden administration came along. When When was the last time? Liz, I'm gonna warn you guys about this. When was the last time you saw the Chinese going to Brazil, Iran, Iraq, India, Russia, all, and now Saudi Arabia, getting them off the U.S. petrodollar, making it so so that the USD is not not the global reserve currency? That never happened either. Why is Joe Biden not stopping that? That will cause mass inflation. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about inflation where you're, where, 
Your gallon of milk costs $6. I'm talking about your gallon of milk costing $106. The USD goes down. Inflation will happen in the United States that you have never seen before. Why is, that, why is China allowed to do that? Because they're extorting Joe Biden. And the only thing he cares about is that his million-dollar lifestyle is perpetuated. That's all that he cares about is preserving his multi-multi-million-dollar lifestyle. And what's so funny to me is it won't... He will not be spared from the repercussions of this. If, if the dollar goes down and now money is useless inside the United States, who's going to pay his security? And as AOC, she wins all these political battles. I win. Joe Biden's president. We, we spent another trillion dollars on green energy. All right, you won these political battles causing mass inflation. That will then devalue the U.S. dollar. You think you're going to be spared of those consequences yourself when you pull up to Starbucks and there's nobody working there because there's no point in working anymore? Because the dollar means nothing? You don't have security either. You don't have, you don't have food either. You will not be spared the repercussions of your own policies. Last little bit on this balloon. Play for me. Because we knew its path, we were able to protect sensitive sites against collection. We waited until it was safely over water, which would not only protect civilians, but also enable us to recover substantial components for further analysts, for, for, for further analytics. And then we shot it down. Because they knew the path? How did they know the path? It was collecting data, which was, Aaron, you, you, if you got better words, let me know, which is being transmitted to the being transmitted to China and being downloaded to China ongoing. As the balloon is go, as the balloon is transversing the United States, they are uploading and downloading information straight to Beijing, and then erasing the data that's on board. And that I've got is correct from my producer, and is very tech savvy. And he says because we knew them, how would they know the path when it's being remotely controlled? It it has you know it has the what do you call them oars, but like not oars, uh, uh, rudders like rudders, air rudders. It's being controlled. How would he know the path? How, how would he remotely know? It reminds me of Benghazi. We didn't have time to respond. How would you know how much time you had? How do you know how long it's going to last? It lasted 13 hours and you couldn't get one gunship there? You couldn't get one FC-16 there? You couldn't get SEALs there or Green Bay? You get nothing? We didn't have time. How would you know? How, do you know how, 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 how did you know it wasn't going to last 36 hours or 48 hours or 72 hours or 72 years? You knew the path. You know the path. We were able to keep it from sensitive areas. How were you able to keep it from sensitive areas when you weren't controlling it? And now it's been fully acknowledged that they didn't keep it from sensitive areas. So that's a bull-faced lie. That's the president of the United States put into power by a fraudulent election because all the Christians strapped on masks and locked down their businesses and churches. And the conservatives did the same thing. And the independents did the same thing. Now we need to play by their rules and win this country back. I love you all. God bless you. Do not miss Thursday back here, 8.30, 90 minutes of full fury. Don't miss it. And I really mean this. God richly bless you all in Jesus' mighty name. Good night. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, was I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding, then why are you making decisions?
you're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. This is a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt 